0: Well, the first time I saw me... Actually, the first time I saw myself. The first time I saw me... Really, really saw me? The first time I saw me... I don't think I saw anyone. Um... Yeah, I think it was...
1: Hi, it's Beverly again, with another little extra from It's Not A Race. This is a prolific team. And as you heard there, throughout the series, I asked my guests to finish that sentence, the first time I saw me. When did they first see themselves represented in popular culture? In books, films, movies, music, or TV? For some guests, the answers came really easily, and for others, it was a struggle. But overall, their answers really reflected how important it is to be able to see yourself reflected back in the world around you, and what it means to your sense of belonging. In this installment, Bjorn Stewart, Marcia Langton and Faustina Agoli.
2: Yeah, I think it was... It's, it's got to be Deborah Mailman when she was on The Secret Life of Us and having a character uh, that didn't say that they were Aboriginal uh, on it. They they just were a, a character. That really resonated with me when I was young. I was like, I want to be characters where I'm not necessarily having to be cast in a role because it's calling for an Aboriginal person uh, to be in it, but it's just um, this slice of life. You just meet people in the world that uh, come from everywhere and their race doesn't come, come into who they are. It's, you know, it just is.
0: The first time I saw me on Australian media, you know what? I haven't seen myself yet represented in any other form um, but I'm fortunate to have a job or have had a job in television <laughs> through my career and um, I've had other people come to me and said, you know, and say oh, it's so good to see a woman on colour on TV. Good morning all, welcome to Video Hits, Fastini here. Coming up on the show we've got Australian rock legends, Hoodoo Gurus, but right now hanging out with last year's American Idol winner. I'm quite humbled by that. But yeah, the closest representation would be Sophie Okonedo playing a black woman in the Melbourne suburbs for The Slap um, on ABC. That is the only time that I think I've ever seen a dramatisation of a black woman um, living in Melbourne in, in modern Australia.
3: Past the furlong pole, it's Prince Ming the leader from Seeley's Image, Heirloom, Rashlaw is beaten. Head and head between Prince Ming and Seely's Image now, and Seely's Image wins on the last stride. Seely's image written by Darby McCarthy who is giving a crowd a great wave as he comes back after winning his second Stradbroke in succession. When I was a kid I lived in a native camp in western Queensland and you know there was no television back then but we had radios and of course everybody listened to the races, the horse races on Saturday and when I was a child there was a very famous Aboriginal jockey. And our family was somehow related to him. I can't remember how. McCarthy was his name. He was one of the McCarthys. He was the first um, professional Aboriginal jockey, I believe. Telephone to glory, oh what a joy divine. Or, you know, a hit song. Um, I think I might have been in junior high school. Jimmy Little's song, um, Telephone to Jesus, was a hit song.
2: You may talk to Jesus on this royal telephone.
3: It wasn't so much seeing an Aboriginal person doing well, because, you know, we're accustomed to Aboriginal people doing well in sports and the arts. Well, I remember flying into New Guinea in the 70s, Papua New Guinea, before independence, and everybody at the airport was black. All the baggage handlers, the pilots, the people running the airport, everybody was black. And I had never seen that before. Now, that was the wake-up call for me. It really knocked me for a loop. I had to really stop and think about it. Well, will you look at that? An entire airport is run by black people. And then, of course, when I got into Port Moresby, everything is run by black people, right? Now, that I had never seen.
2: It gets to you after a while, kind of like you kind of stick out like a sore thumb. But I took a trip up to uh, North Queensland, and that's where my family are from. A lot of people, they're quite, you know, the, the blokes up there are quite, you know, this big build. And a lot of them having, like, very similar mannerisms to myself. And I saw this one guy, and he looked like my dad, but with dreadlocks. And so and I went up to him, and I'm like, hey, do you know uh, Terry Stewart? And he's like, "That's my that's my nephew. I'm like, that's my father. I mean, and he's like, oh, Bjorn. Bjorn. And he's like, oh, Bjorn. Like, he knew about me, but I never knew about him. So I met my, like, uh, like I guess my uncle, like, on the street. And it was just like, oh, like, I felt like always like kind of out of place um, in Sydney. And I guess, you know, I just, I feel like I sound different. I look different. And Um, But then going up to, like, you know, far north Queensland and just seeing these people up there and just just their mannerisms and sense of humour, it was just kind of like everything just clicked for me. And it's like, oh, like, this is where my family are. This is, like, where I belong. Like, um, so that was coming back and going... and just made me a lot stronger and going, this is who I am. I'm a proud and a cookie allergy man. And I've got, you know, 40,000 to 80,000 years of history flowing through my DNA.
1: I love that story from Bjorn Stewart. And I hope you've enjoyed this little bonus from It's Not a Race. Keep an eye on this podcast feed. Who knows what else might just show up? I don't know. But if you can't bear the suspense, I've got your back. The week of August 28th, I'm actually taking over the entire Life Matters podcast feed because I'll be hosting the show for a week. Subscribe now to Life Matters on the ABC radio app or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a minute. And don't forget, you can always write to me at notarace at All right then, bye-bye.